This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Now, welcome back to the Pages Dynasty podcast, week 16 of the 2003 season. Can't believe we've made it this far. Like that's a lot of games to watch. Yeah, I I haven't watched all of them, but I've, I have. I I think I have watched every single. I think I'm the only one who's watched every single one of these games. Yeah, I definitely. Did. Some of them I wouldn't do again. There have been yeah. some Dolphins games that we probably should have skipped. Um, but that's not what we do here. Um, and no, somebody not what you do here. I do that. I didn't yeah, watch well, that game. And Greg also. Yeah, Greg, Greg does that all the <laughs> he's, he's actually the, the worst. He he also skips full episodes that just doesn't even show up, uh, which is what's happening tonight. But uh, we actually have a special guest tonight, and it is somebody who we've talked about before uh, because they sent a text to the Dynasty hotline. Steve, what's the number? Uh, 603, because we're yep. from New Hampshire. Correct. Uh, five oh five. Okay, and then obviously the last part's easy. The Troy Brown for three, eight zero six zero three, five oh five eight oh four three. So welcome to the podcast, uh, Tarek. Yes, how are you, bud? Great, thank you for having me on. Uh, I want to say I'm a big fan. Uh, I've listened to every episode, believe it or not. God damn, and- yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> I have a half hour commute, so like I can get through basically an episode and a half on two drives to and from work so hell yeah and i also love the patriots that i love like i was telling andy earlier that like i love looking at you know players from player stats from like the 80s 90s and stuff i'm kind of a stat head myself like just love it all really so all right i understand i have, I have so many questions yeah <laughs> i really do because okay. i i legit thought andy was lying <laughs> until like just when i saw your face and honestly yeah. it could be just some duty hired i don't know <laughs> I wouldn't put that above Andy, but we'll feel. We'll, we'll see if I got my money's worth. Yeah, yeah. Right. How did you? How did you find out? About um, I was mostly because, like I was saying, half hour commute to work nowadays. Um, started a new job in July. Um, I was originally living. I, I grew up in Maine, and I just moved to Massachusetts in July. Oh, nice. So I was looking for a podcast um, to listen to on those like longer ish commutes, um, and. I found just stumbled upon it and I was just like, this is awesome going all the way from like 2001, um, probably dating myself, but like I was 10 years old when the 2001 season started. So, um, that was like the pinnacle of like me starting to become a fan of, of New England sports and especially the Patriots. So, uh, I was cooked. Yeah. Uh, have had all the Super Bowl highlight DVDs from like 2001, three and four, and even to now three games of glory. Exactly, and oh, I rewatched yeah. them over and over. Christmas, over. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We used to get those for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. One of us would yeah. get them from Santa Claus. It was a gift to all of us. <laughs> it was. It absolutely <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah, those are great. All right, so yeah. you, did you listen to the first episode first, or did you I jump did. in? And you, yep. and you listened to that one, through. you said, you know what? I should listen to more of these. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one. He's the only one. Yeah, right? <laughs> Him and well, I was like, I was just sort of intrigued at first at the first, um, with the first episode, I was like, okay, they're going to just like, kind of like touch on this and then like kind of move on. 
about like the dynasty at whole. And I was like, Nope, it's the whole game. So, <laughs> but I, I ended up enjoying that still. Um, <laughs> and you guys kind of go in depth sometime with some of the things I kind of forgot from those games. So, yeah, that's kind of the reason I started this was because, um, for the website, I was going back and like pulling highlight clips from all the games. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be pulling, you know, like Tom Brady touchdown pass. Like I have to go through like every game and just pull those couple of plays. And as I'm doing that, I'm watching some of the, like the plays in these games. I'm thinking, this game is great. Why don't I remember it? Right. There's like random Thursday night Jets games where the game ends in a brawl and shit like that. I'm like, I don't remember. This is fantastic. <laughs> so it took me forever to convince the brothers that it was no, it ideas I, I said yes andy it took you two fucking minutes <laughs> like well, hey do you it. want it greg doesn't i was like all right sure you already have the microphone i'll have to do shit all right <laughs> mistake though god should have thought that through yeah you should have here we are yeah anyway, i have a lot of notes about this game including a request for you on your website oh yeah and oh, i don't boy. think you'll be able to solve it but uh maybe your friend from reddit can Challenge accepted. Okay. Right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we should get into this game because this was one of those games where I'd forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those games that I think you can also name as well. Yes. Um, this is I'd never the, put two and two together. Me neither. I didn't realize this was a Patriots game, but this is the Kissing Susie Colba game. Right. Which I, I knew about that happening. I didn't realize it was this game until yeah. we That is the all-time greatest <laughs> sideline interview ever. And ever. ever will be hands down. Well, maybe yeah. not ever will be. People are crazy, but definitely ever. In any I mean, sport, it's, I mean, name a, a more memorable sideline moment. The only one I can think of is that guy. For he was like a Monday night game, and he was um, it was in the Broncos. The Broncos were playing, and and the guy was supposed to interview the the head coach, whoever it was at the time. See, the fact that it's taking you so long to even say this, remember it, means no, because you can just say, I want to kiss you, and everyone knows exactly what game we're talking about. It's true. It's true. But you know, he was like, right oh, he's, he's having the time of his life. And the Let's guy was get like, right to it, because it was ESPN's 200th broadcast. So they had yeah. all sorts of cool, actual like highlights from all the different yeah. primetime games they'd done. Yeah, but I really enjoyed that too. They had there, to yeah, there was some it. fucking there was some huge uh games that happened. Well, it was just uh the great it was the ESPN's two hundredth NFL game that they had broadcast. And they put up a poll what was the greatest feat in an ESPN NFL game, which you know it's like okay, cool. But uh it was the options were Sean Alexander scoring five touchdowns and a half. Fucking bananas. Flipper Anderson setting the all-time uh, receiving yards in a game record with like 306. Is that still stand? Yeah. I think it does. Oh, is it really? I, I'm pretty sure he still has it because that's one of those like uh, trivia questions that nobody gets right because right. who the fuck is Flipper Anderson? I thought Calvin Johnson might have gotten close. Maybe he just got I close. Think, I, think he, I think he's probably second, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, I keep going. Stat check. You're right. It is. <laughs> Calvin it is, Johnson's yeah. 329, 336. He wasn't even that close. Yeah. Right. Um, and then Derek Thomas had a six-sack game, which wasn't his best. Peyton Manning threw six touchdowns in 2000 in this season, earlier in the season, against the Saints. And then something to do with Jerry Rice. Um, but Sean Alexander won the, the fan vote. 
Uh, all right, but let's get let's give the people what they want. They want the I want to kiss you. Let's just let's just <laughs> let's not even tease it out. Let's just go right for it. All right, so we're gonna we're just yeah, we're let's, not even let's gonna listen to tease it. it. So all right, here you go. Because I have thoughts. On what does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? <laughs> I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. What we know is we can improve. Chad missed Chad Pennington, our quarterback, missed the first part of the season, and we struggled. We're looking to next season. We're looking to make a, a noise now, and I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. I'll yeah! Take this a huge compliment. Yeah, you know Joe Namath, part of the four-decade. Struggling. Struggling. <laughs> struggling. You. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, you know <laughs> I wish she, anyone worked out what he said as she's talking over him because there's probably gold in there too. I tried, I try, I listened to it a bunch of different times, as you can yeah. see. I have it queued up and I can go back and but I, I couldn't quite catch it. It's just too much other it's noise. Too much happening. going on, I know, but someone somewhere has figured that out, which find that because I would love to know that. <laughs> yeah. But and like the first one somewhat debatable you're like ah shucks that's not like i don't have any concerns about him at all he comes back to it though yeah and then (sighs) my favorite part going in for a kiss though he definitely leaned in like oh yeah yeah real close yeah Yeah. it could just it could be loud there maybe he just couldn't hear the question (laughs) i don't think so yeah well when he doubled down then oh yeah nah never mind he's just being weird he's drunk as shit and then the announcers uh one of was like joe is uh it's just a happy guy. <laughs> One of them says under his breath, oh boy, is he happy. <laughs> it was so awkward when I they went back to the booth. Face. Yeah. Got to say, you got to hand it to Susie, though. She was a consummate Ooh. professional there. Like, she handled that no oh, yeah. problem. She's a pro's pro. Oh, God, yeah. Unfortunately for her, I'm sure it's not the first time some drunk dude on the sidelines hit on her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just not usually a drunk Joe Namath. Yeah, it's just really not television. the guy for the ESPN's yeah. 200th thing. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I couldn't that. care less about the team struggling. Also, right. on the on that poll, they really fucked up because they should have put that because like that's probably the most important thing ESPN's ever broadcast, right? It is now. <laughs> the, the highlight of an ESPN primetime broadcast, it's I want to kiss you, Susie. It's that, yep. yeah. <sighs> well, that was my best from this game. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, think I think it's, it's all of our best. It's yeah. Uh, Oh man! Yeah. All right, you want to give it a uh, watchability score outside? Oh of yeah, Joe. Uh, oh, outside of Joe. Um, out of six Lombardies, I will give this like a two. <laughs> the game wow. itself wasn't. Pre- uh, I, I I'll go three actually, only because Chad Pennington threw five interceptions. And that was fun to watch. The the right. same Chad Pennington who came into the league with the best touchdown to interception ratio. I am gonna give it four. Four wow. of them four. Wow. Okay. Explain that for me. Had fuck the Jets. Fair. Five Pennington INTs, even though I sneaky like Pennington. Yep, agreed. A uh, fucking classic moment that you get to rewatch in its entirety of like just the cringe. The yeah. cringe is just it just when you're watching it real time too. There's been so much build to it. Oh, it's oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, and then my boy David Givens balled out too. 
Mm. Two TDs. Yeah, and a uh, sweet special teams tackle. Yeah. I was uh, also going to give it a three, mostly because um, all the big names that you think of when you think of the early Patriot Dynasty defensive players all showed out in this game. That's true, yeah. Brable had a, like a couple of sacks. Willie McGinnis played amazing. Uh, Ty Law, INT, running oh, Harrison had INT. Been around out there too. Textbook, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. Basically, everybody that you think of made it like a, at least one or two outstanding plays in that game. That's Even true. Like yeah. Dante Samuel, I think, had a yeah, awesome pass had a pick. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that was a that's a that's a great call. Yeah, I think. Um, Is there anyone who didn't really? Maybe Richard. He, but he's still pretty, I don't know. He was in on a couple of sacks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and he almost he had that well. pick as well. Yeah. There was there was definitely a game plan for this where uh you could tell the pages of practice jumping slant routes like yeah. and like linebackers and just like yeah. jumping up and trying to knock them down and they intercepted almost every single one. But every every single interception was well almost every was by a linebacker batting the ball straight up in the air and catching it himself, which um Bruski did on the first pass of the game. Yes. And then McGinnis did the exact same thing for a pick six. And right. then Richard McGinnis Seymour did and almost had his own pick from like the nose tackle position. It's like ridiculous. But it was, all- was batted up to himself sort of thing though. That, thing was, <laughs> that was a, an incredible play by him. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're watching it, Pete, this is Pete William McGinnis right now. Oh, yeah. it really is. And he almost had the, the exact same play last week. Where he dropped in coverage yeah. and almost made the exact same snag, but he couldn't hang on to it. But he caught this one and rumbled for a touchdown. Do you see his little uh, head fake at the goal line oh, though? Dude, that was good. That was on my Chad best Pennington. Best. That was <laughs> my best Chad Pennington. Like, gonna... yeah, he's going yeah. to the goal line. Pennington's coming from. Hey, Pennington can't t- tackle him. So why no. just run through him? But whatever. He gives him the head fake to just fucking juke him out of his yeah. shoes. His and Pennington's like, zone. yeah, okay, okay, okay. Just, just you got this. <laughs> it was a fucking head fake pick six. Awesome. It was so good that he tipped to himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna say I, I sneakily enjoy Chad Pennington. Yeah, I like Pennington too. Having said that, the fact really that his fault. they had no answer for the Patriots blitz and they just blitzed, blitz, blitz, but it was a lot. Actually, I like this game. They were like coming after the quarterback, which you kind of see nowadays, but you definitely didn't see a lot of back then. Uh. I think you did with this defense and like oh three oh four they could do whatever the fuck they want. Well, this is when they start doing that when they have that three four and they have extra linebackers and they can like play Willie defensive end yeah. slash linebacker and it makes it really hard to tell who's coming and where. I and think having Rodney Harrison do that same thing was mm, as like yeah. being hybrid safety linebacker. Dude, his yeah, timing yeah. was so good; he would just be sprinting right at the line. Oh my god! Yeah, the ball. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. Pennington kind of got the short end of the stick here. That's true. <laughs> He had like no time and like people in his face constantly. We've actually played decent. I felt like for having five inter- interceptions, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he ran for two touchdowns and this is his, they mentioned it in the game. I don't know if you noticed, they uh, mentioned his wrist injury. Yes. <laughs> and this is, he only been back for a couple of games I and mean, he'd been ha- half a season or so at this point. Yep. And it's because they played him in the fourth preseason game. <laughs> and he broke his hand. Wasn't it? On like oh, yeah. a handoff or something? Yeah, the handoff, some freak accident. Like yeah, a, he broke some... breaking his arm on a field goal block. Yeah, it was that sort of freak, yeah, ridiculous thing. Yeah, uh, the one thing I was not a huge fan of was the way that they compared 
Well, they, they said that Chad Pennington was the best play-action quarterback and had the best uh, play fake out, outside of anybody except for Peyton Manning. And those two are like well, God's gift of the play-action. Play when Greg found out his name is Chadwick, that's what he found out was like his thing. He was, he was an awesome play faker. And then when he broke his wrist on the handoff, he couldn't do it as well anymore. Well, he was but like, that was his whole game. He was doing it in this game though. Yeah, he had that. Was, he was ballsy with it too. He would like hand, he would do what you see Brady doing now where he'd hand it off and just like stand with his back to the defense yeah. as if like the play's over. And then he would turn and then he would have a Patriot defender right in his face. Cause what else do they have? Curtis, my favorite Martin. That's true, yeah. Who hit his ninth straight thousand yard season in this game? <laughs> yeah, he was the only back since Barry Sanders. Yes, to start his career with nine one thousand yard seasons. Barry Sanders only had ten. That's incredible. It's fucking ridiculous. I think Martin gets hurt maybe next year or soon. I think he's also sort of peak Curtis Martin. I think doesn't he lead the league? I thought he led the league in rushing yards the following year. He gets like hurt mm-hmm. and then he comes back. I don't know. I did a when I forgave him. Um, yeah, <laughs> that episode. I did. A, I remember learning a lot and then immediately forgetting it. Obviously, I, yeah. I have to say, uh, watching him now that after you've forgiven him is harder than watching him before. When I just like, yeah, fuck it. It's the Jets. I hate the Jets. I hate Curtis Martin. No, I, but now I'll be like, I hate the Jets, but Curtis Martin's cool. But I, I still Curtis want him Martin to win. Overcome my hatred for the Jets when I see him. I'm rooting for Curtis Martin. I, yeah, I understand what you say, but it, it, like. The emotions are much more complex now than they used to be. It's just, sure. it's no longer a straight fuck the Jets. It's fuck the Jets. Jack Pennington's all right. And Curtis Martin's cool, I guess. But still fuck the Jets. Like, it, that's hard to do all at once. I think, honestly, them two and Jarrell Revis are the only players I'll ever be like, yeah, okay. Never mind. <laughs> like, there's three because Revis came here and won Super Bowl. And, you know, <laughs> I know that that really, really and that took a shit ton of money to go back. I know back that hurts Jets fans so deep, deep down inside. So when he's doing well as a Jet, you know, I know that it's going to lead to him really, really <laughs> kicking him right in the fucking dick. <laughs> Just like <laughs> he went to the Patriots for one year and won a Super Bowl. Then we gave him a big ass contract and he didn't live up to it. Like, what the fuck? Sounds like that worked out great for the Pats. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it, really did. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Um, I still also have a soft spot for Mel Lewis. Um, even though I still I still love Drew Bledsoe, but it um, wasn't for him. I don't know. I've never been a Mo guy. Yeah, I see what you're saying though. What about Brian Cox, Steve? He was a Jet for a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I like him, but like you know, he wasn't as big a name as those other guys that I've sort of hit on. Yeah, that's true. He wasn't like Herm Edwards. Guys. You a Herm Edwards guy? I have no real feelings towards Herm Edwards. I, just, I don't know. He's just kind of existing. He's a little hilarious on his press conferences. He's not like a great coach. So like, whatever. yeah, he's one of those like Ned Flanders kind of coaches, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's always upbeat. And like, at, they showed a little thing at the beginning of this. He's like, uh, it was like pregame and he's talking to whoever was mic'd up. It was the center, uh, Kevin Mawai. And he's like, uh, he's, he's like literally giddy before the game. He's like, I can't wait to beat these guys. Like bro, you're you're six and eight. You're already out of the playoffs, and you haven't beaten the Patriots in a while, like basically since Brady showed up. So, fucking take it down a notch. Right. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of that type of coach. I'm well, a Belichick every, stand. Every coach got their their are. Maybe it doesn't you respond it? Other people might stop shitting on him. No. <laughs> My pocket. I can do what the fuck I want. <laughs> this isn't the Herm Edwards podcast, is it? 
Speaking of shitting on people, did you see that Cal Ripken cameo in this? <laughs> yeah. That was they, awesome. Dude, they were pushing the whole 200th game like real hard. And like, I guess one commentator had been there all 200 games and I didn't even know who, the, who, who he was. Yeah. Bro, the Irish you, Stone guy? Yeah. Who the heck is that? I had no oh. idea who he was. No, he was the original. I, I don't think he was. It was they him and some dude. They gave one of the commentators like Cal's like, "Hey, you've done 200 games. I did fucking 3,000. Suck it." And he did yeah. a bunch of math on the whiteboard. And they gave it to him. Yeah, it was I don't Paul McGuire. Com- who did the- what was the commentator's name that they gave? Like, hey, congrats on 200 straight games. That's Paul McGuire. Yeah, and like, no? <laughs> so forget. Yeah, I-, I guess. I mean, he's like the voice of ESPN football, but okay, no, he's no, he's forgettable. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be. He's the play-by-play guy. God is. Not a fan. <laughs> but yeah, they had that the other guy on who I guess was the original color commentator guy, and he was brutal. Yeah. Just oh, felt yeah. like a company was, guy on to dude, just a like, lot of it was forced down. And actually, yeah. this is a good point, a good place to get to my request. Oh. Because there was a David Gibbons touchdown in this game hmm. where he runs the in and out, apparently. And you can't see it on the broadcast. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll show a replay because, you know, obviously a Tom Brady touchdown pass. Of course you show a replay of a touchdown pass. Yeah. And they're trying so hard to fit so much fucking 200 content and they immediately cut the commercial. It's so true. And I was like, come on, where's my replay? Nope. Is it out there? Does it exist? Nope. Was all 22 tape back then? Uh, No, I think that starts in 2009. Oh, brutal. At least it's available to the public on NFL Game Pass. So... So we'll never see that touchdown pass. Uh, not unless the pages themselves release their own all 22, which they probably have because they probably have it. Uh, is it on the website? The it touchdown? Should... Yeah, yeah, the touchdown will be. And when this airs, the, the rest of the highlights will be too. Oh, it's like weirdly not showing on the site. Okay, right. cool. We'll just throw the site under the bus right now. I'm watching it right Thanks, now. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, you can't even see. You can't see. You can't see the the thumbnail of the video. You can't see the pattern by David Givens. It's bullshit. <laughs> and this cool. is the second touchdown. Givens is balling out in this game. He did have a fantastic game. He did. He did. He. Uh, it helped that they didn't really cover him much. The Jets defense. I thought His, the Jets yep. did okay. The Pats had some like jugular plays, like the. Immediate interception on the first play of the game. The next play was a 35-yard bomb to Givens. Yeah. And like anybody where he was hits, uncovered. Like as soon as the turnover watched the shot to the jugular. Yeah. You know? Especially for in there, they half the field. Yeah, that was very familiar. They to the point that. where you like when you were watching games last few seasons, you could call it when it happened. Like, all right, yep. it's turnover, oh, yeah. and you're in their territory. First play is a deep shot. Every time. Every time. That still worked half the time. And then his also, special teams tackle was we scored a touchdown and they had a big return out to the 40. He was about to break it. He got a he got the edge on him and he was about to turn up field and just like it would be him versus the kicker and Givens yeah. caught him from behind. Oh, I didn't realize that was Givens. Yep. No, yeah, Good I was down. like, Givens is making special team. He must have come all the way across the field and he caught him on the gunner side. You know who did make a special teams tackle in this? The first time I've heard his name, Tully Banta Kane. Oh uh, yeah, there was a DBC yep. sighting yep. right early. Now, I I've heard you guys talked about him before on the yeah. podcast. Didn't you, one of you guys it was. Like, it was the Miami game, him? the overtime one, I think. Uh, yeah, Greg and Kelly met him at like a house party, 
And that was yeah. when Kelly did the credit card to him, <laughs> sliding her hands through his butt oh, crack on yes. the dance floor. Do you recall that from one of the episodes? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think we know people who know him. So now that he's officially on the team, we'll see if we can. Yeah, he's shown up earlier. He played earlier this season against the Dolphins, I'm pretty sure. This is not our first TBC sighting. Well, I'm I'm assuming it's not. Otherwise, the fact that we talked about him wouldn't have happened. Yes, you're right. But now that he's like officially yeah. at this point on the team, we'll, we'll see if we can get a hold of him and get him on the pod and see what he thinks of the credit card. <laughs> you know, ask those hard questions. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other highlights from this game? Um, the law interception was a particular highlight for me. Tyler in general in this game was a highlight. Yeah, I know Greg should watch this game because this is an excellent Tyler game because he's yeah. clearly fucked up. Dude is everywhere he's walking, he's limping. Yeah. And then when the play is going, he's sprinting. And yeah. then when the play is done, he's limping. And he's been doing that the entire off, season. He's been going on for weeks, and it's especially pronounced in this game. And yep. I actually saw this coming because they ran like a sweep to Ty Law's side and he makes a tackle on Curtis Martin. Yes. And then they immediately run the fade because they know third down blitz is coming. Yep. So they go one-on-one Ty Law, throw the deep shot into the end zone. Ty's coverage is absolutely perfect. Runs the route for the receiver, kind of bumps yeah. out of bounds a little bit, yeah. makes the interception in the corner of the end zone, yeah. turnover. That was like the And this is time. the second time they've tried to do that to him. And the first time he did the exact same thing, but yeah. didn't catch the ball. Yeah, he's been he was awesome in this game. Yeah. But he had he's been limping this entire season, including the like even all the way back in the Titans game where he had the game ceiling pick six where he caught it and then sprinted like sixty yards, and then the last ten yards he limped into the end zone when he knew he wasn't (laughs) gonna get caught. Like he's just one of those guys, he's uh I feel like it's kind of similar to the way that Belichick would talk about Lawrence Taylor, where he knew when to turn it on. So he wasn't always going 100% all the time, but he knew when he needed to turn on the, the Jets to, to make it actually happen. Um, speaking of um, you know, players showing up when hurt, did you guys see the Lawrence Taylor like when, when they were doing the whole ESPN 200 with yes. like the torn labor room? And oh my had, god, you know, yeah. The Nash Peck and he had three sacks, like <laughs> yeah. fucking ridiculous. Like I wouldn't even be I'd be done. I'd be laying yeah. down watching the game. And he's Oh my out. god, I, I I'd be telling my wife to shoot me. Like just just fucking <laughs> end my life right now. I will never and, recover. You just tell any random person. We're all we're all game. <laughs> hey, listen, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> but she's closest. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> She has the most reason. This is why I carry a gun on me. Just whoever's closest. <laughs> just if just I ever do. if I ever tear my peck off my fucking bone, you you oh, can just use God. this. But yeah, no, yeah, he finished the game with fucking three sacks. Oh my god! The uh, the pick six they showed him on the highlight of the you know two hundred. Hmm. It's very similar to the Willie and the Teddy pick sixes. It, it did. Against the Patriots it was the first ever ESPN game. Yeah, the fir- pick six. To I see was just it. gonna say no. The well, the first ever game was uh just a regular interception by him but it was i wrote it down somewhere um uh, he definitely seals the game with the interception because he runs right out of bounds and is just like fucking flipping out like he just won the game yeah 
Yeah, it was uh, the first. The first game was 1987, pass versus Giants, and it was uh, the highlight they show was Steve Grogan getting picked off by Lawrence Taylor. And uh, guess who was the defensive coordinator for those Giants? Yeah, it's got to be BB. It's got to be yeah. early Bill Belichick too. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, like one of his first years as a defensive coordinator. So he was he was play he was coaching the first ever and the two hundredth ESPN NFL game. Wow, that's a good that's a good stat, Andy. Right? Surprised yeah. I didn't show that. And he's probably coached like the three hundredth and the four hundredth as well. Right? <laughs> that's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. We're still in two thousand and three here, buddy. Still fucking going. My goodness. I did actually really enjoy all those like clips. There was cool. a lot. Of, there was a lot of great ones like Steve Largent. Laying out, um, yes, oh, yes. that thing was legit. That Steve Largent hit, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Clean, and then forcing the fumble and then recovering it himself it on the interception. It, yeah. That was the best part. It was, a, it was a perfectly clean. The guy was a runner, just didn't see yeah. him. And it was kind of like a blindside block, but he didn't hit him with his head. Got him shoulder right in the gut, popped yeah. the ball out, and then laid. That and I think they mentioned that, that like that guy had laid Steve Largent out earlier in the game too. Oh, had he? That so was retribution, which is even yeah. better. Other yeah. other tidbits was. Sean Alexander had his high school number retired while he's still in high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Barry Sanders, 200-yard game in a half against yeah. the Buccaneers. Ran for 200 yards in the second half against the Bucs. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. That's so Barry Sanders. So that's why this game was very watchable, though, because it wasn't just Patriots-Jets in Week 17. It was like a bunch of shit in it. And there was like a ton of like blasts from the past highlights. So if you are going to watch one game, this one's actually a pretty good one to watch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, The one thing I thought they missed on was they mic'd up Kevin Mawai, the center. Um, Because before the game, uh, Ted, Ted Washington, who remember broke his leg the last time these two teams played, apparently called out Mawai to say that, uh, like Mawai did it on purpose and it was a dirty hit and he broke his leg on purpose and so they're like oh we're gonna mic up Mawai and like see if there's any beef and so and then like right at the beginning Mawai goes over to him like before the game even starts or like the first drive or something it's like yeah I know what people say I just want you to know that like I didn't do it on purpose and then they like dap hands and that was it <laughs> well yeah, that was a little anticlimactic yeah there goes that angle for the game yeah, but that, then they showed like one other. They went back to it one other time, just to show like how much Mawai like talks during like while he's lining up the play and everything. And he's literally talking the entire time to the point where I don't know how he can even hear the snap. Like he's just yelling the entire time. Like that's wonder, gonna be super distracting. Plus, if like Pennington is also making adjustments or audibles like how are right. they not like talking over each other and oh, yeah like, I don't get it he's just yelling the entire time okay Andy quick no, question I've, was the best mic'd up moment of all time also on ESPN I don't know you tell me you know what I'm talking about right also a Patriots chess game oh uh, I think that was I'm assuming you're talking about the seeing ghost moment yes yes and I have, to, I have to say so, that was ESPN sweet we're delivering also we're delivering I want to kiss you, Susie. We're delivering seeing ghosts. We're fucking must watch ESPN TV. Yeah. If Patriots and Jets are playing on ESPN, you should probably tune in. Yeah. Oh. Uh they didn't do uh the butt fumble game. That would have been legit. Oh. Well, prime time. Jets prime have had so many embarrassments. Yeah, it's still prime time. time. You're right. Yeah. 
So prime time game for the Jets, not just because they lost, but also their franchise icon is out there just being real. <laughs> Getting real handsy. Oh, oh, dude, what are you? Oh, you can't. Oh, you're wearing a Jets jersey too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best yeah. part. Literally saying I couldn't care less about the team struggling. <laughs> Uh, oh. I showed that clip to my girlfriend and she was like more upset that he's like, he played for them. And she's like, Why would he say he doesn't care about them struggling? <laughs> right. Because he's drunk and he wants Susie Colbert. He didn't give a shit about anything in life at that point. Just shooting a shot. Yeah. I mean, everybody, you got to do it, I guess. All right. I have a fun Tom Brady fact. All right. That I learned in this game. I don't know if you picked up on it. I may it's have. From the commentators actually. And yeah. then, Andy, we can go into your grievances. I actually have a bunch as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Tom Brady doesn't make the Pro Bowl this year. That is correct. He doesn't. Uh, they showed the the guys who did. Where I think I took it. It was um, so Pro Bowl quarterbacks, the AFC selections, Peyton Manning, Steve McNair, Trent Green. Wasn't one of you giving me shit about Trent Green not being yeah, good? Yeah, we were. We were telling you, we were telling you he's bad. He's not good. So you, Pro Bowl quarterback Trent cool. Green, awful. Yeah, well, clearly, this Pro Bowl is a mistake. How are you going to put Trent Green note over Tom Brady, who wins the Super Bowl this year? All right, let me let me give you quarterback A, quarterback care. B Andy, numbers. I don't give a shit. Let's keep moving. Thirty eight hundred yards. I don't care for your stats. Twenty three touchdowns, eleven interceptions. He threw <laughs> numbers. I'm I'm going by gut, buddy. Tom Trent Brady, Green threw more yards, win streak. Tom Brady more touchdowns, win streak. Less interceptions. Trent Green was undefeated up Where's until Jake week DeLone? ten in the NFC. Dummy, yeah, and then he loses a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. The the uh, the Chiefs were undefeated up until a few weeks ago. Now they've lost like right? yeah, two or three in a row. So that's why the Patriots are alone in first place in the AFC right now, because the Chiefs just. I believe they had already lost this week when we were playing this game. So we were, they had, yeah. Even if we had lost, we still would have been in first place. Yeah, exactly. But as we know, because this is a history podcast, <laughs> the Patriots don't do a whole lot of losing in this this time yeah. frame. It has been awesome turning every single game on and, and knowing you're going to win. Yeah, yeah. It's it's made this podcast a whole lot easier. Um, the one thing that I found interesting though about this win streak that they talked about in this game too, was that the Patriots are the first team in the NFL history to win 10 straight games by 14 or fewer points. And that would be 11 after this because they won this, which we should have said at the beginning, <laughs> 21 to 16. So another squeaker of a game, but they ha- then it's true. They haven't blown anybody out. We fix that next week. Well, okay, that's true. <laughs> they, uh, also... They- Oh, sorry. I may have stepped on your toe, Steve. I'll let no, you go. go Good. This was um, the franchise record win total. And everyone will be because the Jaguars was the new franchise record in wins. Really? Which is crazy to think about. That Jags win was the most they'd ever won in a season in the history wow. of the franchise. Hmm. So they'd never been better than 11 and 5. Correct. Wow. Until they beat the Jaguars. And that was their 12th win, yeah. Isn't that crazy? And like, we're going to, I mean, there's still more to come. Clearly, we got 16 and out of shit. Uh, <laughs> like 11, that's what people like, I guess, you know, you look at this era, and but before that, they didn't even won 11 games in a year. 
right and everyone's freaking out like oh my god we didn't make the playoffs cam newton can't throw a touchdown yeah like welcome to the first 40 years of franchise buddy (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh sorry andy go ahead no go ahead um i was just gonna say to you another interesting stat from this game was that they did not have a 100 yard rusher yes entire season until this game yes that's surprising when you watch them all but it is yeah it's cool it's just like jesus we was it 16 now my god yeah Yeah, the announcers are such douchebags about it too they yeah. were. <laughs> oh, there's their hundred yard rusher. Like, fuck you, buddy. It's <laughs> like actually doing good. We should all be like celebrating this. What happened? I wrote, I wrote down. Antoine Smith is running like it's 2001 again. What was his stat line? Because he had a, he had an 8.6 yard per carry at some point. Yeah, he was uh, through the first half. I think he 10 carries for 86 yards, and he finished with yeah. 18 carries for 121, which is a six and a half yards per carry. That's awesome. It's great. He was playing pretty well. He was like, well, I think they figured it out. They used him at the very beginning of halves, and he's pretty good. Also, back half the halves, he's too tired and he's, he sucks. <laughs> also, uh, having him run against the 31st ranked run defense. Yeah. Also helps. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, factor. Yeah. So, but <laughs> hey, he looked good. He looked like the Antoine Smith of old, which was hard to do. Does he like keep it going throughout? I might be, you know, sort of spoiling, but uh, does he keep it keep it going throughout the the rest of the season into the postseason? Uh, I I don't know. I can't remember, but I would think not. There's nothing to yeah. say that he does. There's absolutely no evidence. I, yeah, I have no any good memories of the 2003 season of Antoine Smith being at all. <laughs> good or bad, I just can't think of any Antoine Smith players off the top of my head in these these playoffs. So. My That's guess funny. is probably not. Yeah. Um, they were shitting on the Patriots in the red zone because we do have a bad red zone offense saying the only, they can't run the ball because as yeah. Antoine's on his way to a 100-yard game, they can't run the ball. <laughs> and the only other worse offense in the league is the was, Panthers by a fraction of a point. And I was yeah. like, well, two fucking teams make the playoffs. Yeah, they said they said the, uh, the Patriots were 30th in red zone touchdowns. Um, and I think the Giants were worse than them, but the worst in the league were the Carolina Panthers. And of those three teams, two of them will make the playoffs, and one of them will be the Giants. Wait, don't the Panthers play us this year? Yeah, so they'll make the Super Bowl, not the playoffs. There you go. Fucking stepped on that one, didn't I? Oh, well. Yep. <laughs> Let's go uh, that's got to be a statistical anomaly where two of the worst red zone, because it generally correlates where the better you are in the red zone, the better record you are. It's true, and this is like the the bottom half of the the bottom bottom of the league in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I wonder if in that Super Bowl was like a high scoring affair, it's like thirties. In the second half, I wonder if red zone defense plays a part in that too, though, because the Pages have one of the best red zone defenses in the league. I think the Panthers also had one of the best red zone defenses too that year. Yeah, yeah, they had a great defensive line, if I recall. I will find that soon, but right, we'll find out. Uh, I will say it was great to see Troy Brown back. I've been missing him this season. He didn't do a lot, but you know, every time Brady drops back to pass and it's third down, like you know where this ball's going, and it works every time. Troy Brown first down, done. Long He's reliable. A classic where he just gets every single fucking yard possible, even if there's nothing there. Yeah, all of those. Oh yeah, those yeah those punt returns that take twenty minutes for him to gain three yards. Love it. 
They're my favorite. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, Bethel Johnson, another great name. He's out of the doghouse. Apparently, he didn't play last week, not due to injury, but because he didn't prep for the game well enough. So he said, nah, fuck it, you're sitting, I which that. I didn't realize. Yeah. But as soon as they put him back in, I think they started almost every drive at their own 40-yard line. Well, they started booch kicking to him. Yeah, they yeah they yeah they stopped kicking it to him at all. Yeah, which is a wise decision. And the commentators even brought up the fact because there was one second left in the half, and the Jets had just kicked a field goal. Oh, six seconds left, and the Jets had just kicked a field goal. And they're like, "Well, the Colts know what to do here, know what not to do here, because fucking they kicked it off to 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 Bethel Johnson, who then just promptly returned it for a touchdown." Beating Mike Vanderjacht, the uh, noted athlete, and not just a kicker. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Vanderjacht. Oh man. And there was also one other story that they didn't really touch on. I thought they would, because this plays a part down the road. And uh, I found it in this book that I actually got for free, but this. <laughs> It's Steve knows about this book. It's a book by Bob Hildeberg. Um, and it's called Relive Patriots History. And I'm pretty sure it's self published, but this book is the nerdiest thing I've ever owned. <laughs> and this is coming from the guy who puts together the website. Yeah. But this is literally just like I'm I'm showing you guys on the screen right now of just like Patriots yeah, trivia. Someone took a bunch of stats and put them in a book. Basically, it. but they're just like, they're all organized in different things. So it's like every Patriots running back who has thrown a halfback option touchdown pass in a game and then list them. So yeah, it's just a Dave Meggett threw a 35 yard touchdown pass to Troy Brown in their 27 24 win over the Dolphins on 11 23 97. And this whole book where they had highlights that they could rip by gifts. They just fucking made books. Yeah. This Andy. Like this, this is this is the book version of what I've done for the yes, website. It is, and it's stupid. So I just want to shout out Bob yeah. Hildberg and this book. If if you you can find it on Amazon, it's all, it's out there. I might have to buy. It's, it's, like, it's that sounds right up my alley. It's going. amazing. It's like a textbook size book. <laughs> yeah. But um when's it last updated? Is a real question. Uh, it gets updated regularly. I okay, so he's, he's consistently putting new season yeah. stats in here. Yeah, it's uh, 2020. All right, uh, one of the stats in there is wide receivers that have thrown touchdown passes for the Patriots, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there is. And in this game is a somewhat famous play. Did you pick yeah. this up? Infamous, maybe? Yeah, infamous, <laughs> sure. I mean, it comes up many, many years later as infamous. Talk to me. Yeah, Tarek, tell it. Uh, well, everybody remembers from like the Baltimore Ravens playoff game, you know, the Edelman pass to Amendola. Uh, and if you watch the three games to glory, like I'm sure you guys all have as well. Oh, yes. They talked about how for years they wouldn't have anybody but Tom Brady throw a pass. Yep. And the play that they bring back and the reason for that is this very play that we're talking about where <laughs> – uh, I don't remember who was it. David Givens who throws it was, the ball. It was. He, had, yeah. well, he was having a great game. I get the call. It was a good throw. <laughs> yeah. It's all over it. So oh. end around to David Givens, who spots what he thinks is a wide open uh, Dion Branch streaking down the the right side of the field. Yep. And he launches a pass, which turns out to be actually in double coverage. 
<laughs> I guess easily picked off. Yeah. Under throws it by about five yards. I am biased, but yeah, it was <laughs> not great. Not a great throw. Not a great decision. Yeah, oh, and no. and they were on their side of the field too, right? Like they were. Well, it, it was, was like just a, after a turnover. It was, yeah, it was their same like the the deep shot they hit the Gibbons. They're like, okay, let's get another Gibbons touchdown. Let's go for the jugular again with the fucking fake pass. And I get the logic, but Belichick clearly was like, why the fuck is anybody but Tom Brady throwing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was right after uh, Rodney Harrison picked off Chad Pennington. Yeah, one of, one of his five INTs. Yeah. We, we had turnovers to throw away, so who cares? You know, might as well sure. try and this was, but I mean, this was in the fourth quarter, just after uh, Pennington had his second touchdown run to start the quarter. So it's twenty-one yeah. sixteen at this point. So it's a close game. For five interceptions from Pennington, the score was actually pretty close, and it was yeah, like right. close throughout the game. That's why I think it was also watchable. It wasn't like an absolute blowout either. Yeah, that's true. And the Jets do Jets things like call a timeout after an incomplete pass with less than a minute left. Their last timeout. Yeah. Yes. They have one time out left 50 seconds in a complete pass. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, oh, yeah. shit. We're, we're, we don't know <laughs> what to do wait, next. What? This is going too well. We need to stop and talk about it. Uh, yeah. Let's burn our last time yeah. out. That'll fix it. That was absolutely brutal. Any chance for them to keep back basically got screwed. Yeah. And they within a touchdown. They, if they score there, they win. Yeah. But he doesn't have an interception. <laughs> That's it. Game over. Uh, five. Five. Uh, that last one. I don't even remember it. Uh, I believe it was Eugene Wilson. Oh, yes. Yeah. Who's been balling out this year? Another uh, Greg favorite, right? If mm-hmm. I recall. Oh, yes. Yeah. Rookie Eugene Wilson. And he's been teasing a game that I don't know about. I don't I don't remember. I don't, I don't know either. what game he's talking about. But like, there's one game that's like the Eugene Wilson game. And we've yet to see it. And I hope <laughs> he's actually on for it. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to remember it either. Oh, I <laughs> missed it. Been... Oh wait, that was the Eugene Wilson game. We should go back and do it again. Um, but yeah, back to back to my book here. Um, the reason I bring this up, <laughs> Actually, we're going back to the book. Yeah, well, I okay, brought okay. up. I wasn't just oh, showing I, you I a book because I know how to read. You fucking. I assume you're just be like, hey guys, this is a great book. I love stats. <laughs> hey, go on though. Well, yes, but also, what stats you get out of the book, Andy? Come on, lay it on us. So there's a story here about uh, there's a, guy a story in this book. I thought it was just named stats. Brian Kinchin. Uh, a long snapper who started in this game because of the injuries to the Patriots starting and oh, yeah. backup long snappers. So they didn't have any. Um, and so I'm going to read from the book here. In December of 2003, Brian Kinchin was teaching a Bible class for seventh grade students at Parkview Baptist School in Baton Rouge when he received a phone call from the New England Patriots. The long snapper, Sean McDermott. What? The Sean McDermott? Stat check that, Steve. And Lonnie Paxton were both injured, and they needed someone to be their long snapper for the last two games of the season in the playoffs. Even though Brian was 38 years old, he had 13 years' experience as a long snapper in the NFL and spent five years with the Cleveland Browns when Bill Belichick was their head coach. Fucking crazy. Uh, That's not in the book. He had also worked with the Patriots holder Ken Walter in Carolina. It had been three years since Brian had played in the NFL, but he was encouraged when one of his students exclaimed, the Patriots 12-2, and the best team in football, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. Brian made the team and practiced like crazy, snapping footballs while in full uniform hundreds of times into a pillow in his hotel room. As much as he practiced, he still made a few bad snaps in some of the Patriot playoff games, which we'll come across later. To make matters even more tense, and this is where it gets ridiculous, he cut his thumb with a steak knife requiring three stitches at the Patriots' pregame dinner the night before the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, let's, let's say let's save this, Andy. Let's save this for the Super Bowl because this is what I've been talking about. Lonnie, we saw Lonnie Paxson get hurt. Yeah, and I am looking at the shirt, Sean McDermott. I don't think it's the same. Okay, it's just a a coincidence. Just on the me. same this name, did, sort of thing. Tampa, Houston, New England. That's it. In like 2003, they're from a different place. I don't think it's the same one. All right. I can look it up in this book if you want. <laughs> yeah, it has it has every single player that ever played for the Patriots. Every single player by name. Yeah, you buy this <laughs> book every year. I think you could. Do you? Uh, this is my first one, and I got it because I. You've had it, right? For like uh like a month. I got it around Christmas time, a couple months. Yeah, I thought you had this a while ago though. Nope. This is this is new. I, I won it from him on a Twitter thing. I answered some question correctly. Trivia. Huh. <laughs> we had a trivia for this this episode. Where's Greg? No. Nope. Sean McDermott only oh, the only game he played was the last game oh. for the Patriots. That was it. I got that ring though. So I Yeah, he did. Told him to do it. it was right. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the, the barnyard dogs got a ring. Oh yeah, the the punter, whatever yeah. the hell his name was. He should have a ring, the barnyard dog. Oh yeah, barnard, barnard dog. But I don't know if you. I think he got cut, so he wasn't on the team anymore. Yeah, but you should give rings to anybody who played on the team. Uh, Terry Glenn would disagree, but maybe. Yeah, my my friend's girlfriend works for the Caps. She got a ring. <laughs> works in like yeah, but the Caps they only get one ring every like four hundred years. It was kind of sweet. They flew everybody to Vegas when they're playing in Vegas in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's pretty cool. For the entire company, they did half each day. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And that is like, amazing. Just, like have an awesome time in Vegas <laughs> at the Stanley Cup Finals, and then they won, and they got a fucking ring. Everyone got a ring. It, was, it sounded, it sounded awesome. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Let's do best and worst. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a good idea. <laughs> We're falling apart here. All right, um, Steve, you want to go first? Uh, let me do, I'm going to do something a little different. Let me do my worst first and then my best last. As in like, you guys all do your best worst and then I'll like, okay. All right. All right. Do your worst first. The worst and I'll bring us home with the best. Give me a worst. Worst of the commentators. It was for how watchable this game was. The fact that these fucking idiots were on there. It's the worst. (laughs) I didn't mind them. Just, just, just to throw a wrench. In the game, they're like, oh, Ty Law's hurt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dude's been hurt for weeks. Yeah. He's been hurt all season, but okay. Thanks he, for he noticing. Limping everywhere. They called Tom Brady the Iceman. Thank Oof. God that didn't fucking stick. Yeah, that's not a good one. That's not a good one. Tom the Iceman Brady. You don't like that? Yeah. Brady's getting dragged down in the pocket. Just clear, you know, intentional grounding. I think Brian. Oh his yeah. Communication. There's Steve. We thought he's going to go deep. He brought him short and threw it deep. Definitely yeah. a clear. What a smart player! What <laughs> is everything? This, this is or what? And then like uh, it's like gee, they 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 called it. <laughs> they they threw a flag there. Yeah, they they thought these quarterbacks were the best quarterbacks to ever play the position of the game. But they're like that. These guys are always like that, though. And then my biggest fucking beef. Oh, uh, here we go. They called Pepper Johnson fat. 
No, and that they couldn't do push-ups. They they insinuated he couldn't do push-ups because they had the Willie McGinnis INT where he tips it to himself, yeah, catches yeah, it, yeah. and instead of being like, "Wow, what great ball skills!" They're like, "Oh, here's a drill he does. He whips the ball at them. That's a great story. It, he has to do push-ups, and he can't do many push-ups. Look yeah, how big he is. Look how fat he is. Yeah, I don't I don't think they understood the story because <laughs> one guy told him, the other was like, "Yeah, he obviously doesn't do many very many push-ups." Like, no, I think he does a lot. Pepper Johnson because they yeah. Dude, look, Johnson's, I'll push it for days. He's jacked out of his mind. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. Uh, counterpoint, though. At the beginning of the game, they said uh, Ted Washington weighs at least a pound for every day of the year, which I thought was a great way of putting it. Ted, Don, Ted Johnson, 365. They're like, what about the leap year? He was like, <laughs> I bet he'll get a pound. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. Beautiful. But that's it. They sucked. They did also say we're going to see Michael Vick for a long, long time in one of his highlights. So that didn't age well. Mm-hmm. Age I like milk. can't fault him on that, though. <laughs> I mean, no, but I'm going to because I'm from the future. <laughs> All right, Tarek, what you got? Um, well, I guess I'll go with one of my best. I know you were just kind of uh, – and you had a lot of fair points, Steve, about, you know, you're great with, with the announcers. But I did love that Joe Theismann uh, was talking about the impact of having home field in New England and, like, oh, how big of an advantage that would be for the Patriots. And we'll <laughs> see in the next two games, yep. playoff games, that it, that actually ends up happening. So um, I thought great that was point. kind of neat, obviously having the, uh, you know, retrospect to my advantage there. But, yeah. Um, so that was probably one of my best. And then my worst was – uh, watching these two punters ever. <laughs> like, these guys suck. Like, they're... Oh, I, the worst, I thought they were actually... Punters in the league, the <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, the worst punters in the league, both of them. Like, oh. the only punter worse than Ken Walter was whoever the fuck the Jets had. And he outpunted <laughs> yeah. Ken Walter in this game. Right. Oh. It was... I don't yeah. know. The Ken Walter actually didn't play that bad. Ken Walter he had a couple had lucky a- bounces. He dropped a couple <laughs> inside the 20. I was actually pleasantly surprised by how well he punted. And I was like, okay, well, it's not the Well, worst. if you punt from the 50 and it goes 30 yards every time, you're going to end up with some good runs. <laughs> yes, the Patriots did punt <laughs> from their own 35-yard line. Uh, no, from the Jets' 35 uh, From the Jets' 35, yes. They did. But he didn't punt in the end zone. Yeah, that's, he, that's where I was. I fully expecting that to go out the back of the end zone. I think, I, I I think like, yeah. Wow. I think Ken Walter at this point of the season has mastered the squib punt, which I may have just made up, but... Every single punt, the commentator's like, "Oh, it's a it's a low line drive," and oh, the the uh, the the returner, oh, he's, he's going to let it bounce, and it dribbles its way for like another 15, 20 yards, and somehow managed to get inside the twenty yard line every fucking time. And he's at this point, he's like, "You know what? I'm not kicking for distance. We're just not going to return it. I'm just going to fucking dribble it down the field, and uh, hopefully, it takes a my bounce and not because it if it takes a Jets bounce." They get the ball on the 50. But if it takes a Patriots bounce, it's inside the 20. It's, just, he's just bad. <laughs> I, I can't. He's definitely my least favorite Patriot from this dynasty era. Oh, uh, yeah. Ken Walker, yeah. 1,000%. Uh, no, Larry Centers. Ooh. <laughs> Larry Centers is my least favorite. Ever since I saw him throw that dirty hit, I'm out on him. <laughs> I don't remember the dirty hit, but okay. He had a dirty, like, dirty hit. And then they cut him the next week. And now and he's back. Him back. No, dropping, dropping passes. Yeah. And he's dropping math. He's just not nah, fucking him. 
Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. What do I have left? Um, I would say uh, this. They talked about Tom Brady as a starter at this point in his career. I'm assuming not including this game. He's 32 and 12 as a starter. A third of those wins were comebacks, which. That early on in his career seems like a lot. Yeah. I was surprised he's, there's that many. He, well, he's showing what he's about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Talked about that. Uh, the Patriots, uh, they showed a season recap for them. Like you said, they're uh, fucking ridiculous numbers. Their 12 wins was a franchise record, like you said. Uh, they're 7 0 this so far this season against teams with a winning record, which ties the NFL record set by the 1969 Vikings. I'm assuming the Bills next week are not a winning, a team with a winning record. Mm, no, I don't think so. I think they're out. Um, and their 42 starters is the most by any division, division champion since 1970. Just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the injuries that they were able to just overcome this year... I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. No, just in my time of watching sports. Yeah, it's not supposed to happen. I remember they showed a stat earlier on in the season where, like, the teams that led the league in uh, starters, like different starters, and it was usually in the forties. I think the best record was like the two thousand or the nineteen ninety something Patriots, um, at six and eight. And every other team was like three or four wins on the season. And the Patriots haven't lost in 11 weeks now. <laughs> it's just, it shouldn't, it, this team shouldn't be able to do this. Like all the numbers say like this shouldn't be happening. And yet they're winning every game close with whoever the fuck they have available that week. Right. So if Greg were here, I'd, I'd tell him to eat a dick because that's Belichick. That's coaching, baby. <laughs> that's genius is what that is it's great gm and great coaching that's right yeah that's right. <laughs> finding you a man who can do both <laughs> uh and my worst uh it's just the jets in general um as a defense they have nine interceptions on the season yeah as an entire team not great. I think uh, Tyrone Poole. The D line was look pretty good. I think I think Tyrone Poole might have about that many on this season because he's yeah. the team leader, and I think he has about nine. Tyrone is one shy of the Patriots record after his interception tonight. Yes, he is. Yeah, behind Michael Haynes. I think it, I think yes. it was Haynes. Yeah. I yes, it, up. it is, and he only ties it. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I think it's one more pick his entire Patriots career. That's surprising. They just stopped throwing to him, I guess. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck would you? Yeah. <laughs> they like ran a fucking stretch play at him and then threw him deep. And he oh still man! Made and that tackle on Curtis Martin too, yes. where they threw it to him in the flat, and he yes. just like cleaned him out. As the first half Excellent. was lining down, they were like inside the ten. Get a that's what they wanted. Curtis Martin on Ty Law, who's hurt. Yeah. Curtis should be able to break that and go all the way. Ty Law did him. not happen. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah, and the Jets last week, their big win was beating the Steelers six nothing the week before this. 
Like this, I mean, I, I like a good defensive battle as much as the next guy, but there have been a lot of low scoring shutouts in this 2003 season. Like that's, I can understand why football has opened up more now because I think the casual fans going to enjoy a 38, 35 game more than a six, nothing game. Yeah, that's true. They, or they said, um, offense sells tickets. Yeah, exactly. Asses in seats, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so Steve, what's your best? I still have so many left. That was my whole thing. Ups. I was like, I have so many bets. Again, I really enjoyed watching this game. All right. There was Let's... a quote from Rodney Harrison about coming to the Patriots his first year. You don't hope to win. You expect to win here. Love that. But it's a Rodney even... thing. There was the Troy Brown play where they threw the ball to Dion Branch. John Brady was trying to put it behind Dion, and Troy thought it was to him. Yeah. Went up and absolutely right. It was the best catch of his career. Fucking snagged that thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, I learned that Damian Woody made Pro Bowl as a center. I always thought of him as a guard. He, uh, in the first couple of years, it's his he, only ever Pro Bowl. No, no, he makes it as guard when he plays the Jets in 05. Um, yeah, he, no, he would play center, but uh, remember Mike Compton with the visor? If Brady was in shotgun, they would switch. Oh, yeah. So Mike Compton would, because, because, Damian Woody as a center couldn't do shotgun snaps, mm. which seems limiting. I think that's why they got rid of him eventually. I think that was his only, they switched him to guard next year. And then after that, he leaves and plays yeah. guard for the rest of his career. Yeah. But I always he, thought of him as a guard. I, like Dan Copen is the rookie this year. And yep. you always, just, I mean, I just sort of assumed Dan Copen had always been there, you know? I know, right? You'd ask like, who was the center in the 2001 season? Everyone's like, eh. you know? Well, yeah, the visor, but it was like a big wood tune center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When have you ever heard of a team doing platooning a center? Yeah. Or just yeah. or swapping centers during a drive. That might be the only one I've ever heard. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, we know it's shotgun because it's a different center. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Guess they're passing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best though was the video quality was much improved for this game. Okay, Eric, I don't know if you've watched any of the other games end to end. I haven't. No. Yeah. The, well, the quality in this one was a was significantly better. It was better, it was even like the last couple because they've been in the snow. They've been borderline unwatchable. You can't see what's <laughs> going on. Recorded on VA, um, VCR too, so they're kind of <laughs> digital, and you lose a ton of. It's just. So yeah. even harder to see, but like the quality was way improved. They had the They're sky cam, you know, they had a bunch of sweet things like that. The red, they, this is where they debuted the red line of scrimmage on third down. Yes. Which I like the shading. The shading is actually really yeah. good. Eh. Oh, I love the shading on the current now, you know, it's too much. No, it's not. It the is red line me. of scrimmage was too much. And then they put it out on second down. After the announcers announced it on second down, they're like, well, people were putting the line of scrimmage as red on third down. Why are you saying that on second down? Then why are you putting the line on on second down? Now you're just confusing people because everyone's like, what down is it? Is it third down or second down? I always think of the red line as like the goal to get like for field goal range, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they got rid of it pretty quick. But at some point, like also some i don't like some broadcasts would do like the yellow line was the first down line unless it was fourth down and then the first down line would be red 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, super confusing. Let's fucking standardize it. But yeah, I mean, so Steve, were you a fan of the, if you, if you like the, the third down shading, are you a big fan of the, um, the Nickelodeon broadcast that they did too? I hadn't, I haven't seen it. Oh, well, maybe you should watch that because they fucking covered everything. Uh, yeah. SpongeBob was, was the goalposts. So they had to kick well, yeah, it through SpongeBob the SpongeBob. Sweet. That I like shit. I think that's hilarious. I like that. <laughs> it actually, it actually wasn't too bad. Field goal, like instead of a field goal, is a SpongeBob. You hit SpongeBob in the face. You get. Yeah, points. you get you get three points. I, I love that. Pow! Right in the kisser. Yeah, I didn't see any of those uh, Nickelodeon games. Did they have like ooze or were they ever? Yep. They call it yeah, there was there was yeah. just one. It was uh, the Saints Bears playoff game <laughs> this year. It was simulcast on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, but there'll be more of those. I'm I'm in on that for sure. It was it was kind of cool. Uh, there was some cheese in it, but like the commentators were uh, aimed towards kids too, so they're like explaining the rules of football and stuff. Perfect. Which I yeah, know. which is great. I mean, yeah, because not these stuff that sucked at it. So anybody <laughs> who the fuck I just listened to. So I mean, I will I will rant about this again because my. When when I spent time in England, they they have Sky Sports and they have multiple channels per game. And what you can you can select different versions of the game you watch. So one you can watch with like just the normal commentators and everything, and one you can watch with no commentation. So it's just the sounds of the game, which I think for football would be amazing. I would I would do that hundred percent. Right? No, no, I'd like to listen. To, I like Tony Romo. And then the one that they didn't do it for every game, but it's usually for like uh, uh, rivalry games. They would get a fan from each team. Yes. To commentate in the same booth together, and the booth was, you know, the size of like, like the entire booth was the size of like a queen size bed. <laughs> so they had two guys sitting literally like next to each other, like touching. Each guy got a microphone, and they would commentate the game together as fans. And every time one team would score, the other guy would just stand up, and just scream in the other guy's face. <laughs> it was amazing, and they just like rip on each other the entire time. It's perfect. I think it might work better for maybe baseball over here, but Andy, Andy, if we do that, we got people, you know, yeah, swearing up getting shot. If <laughs> hey, okay. dude, brought a gun to the goddamn competition, shoots the other guy. Now you have a, now you have a huge lawsuit in your hand. It's never. <laughs> or you just put up some fucking metal detectors before you let them in the room. Problem solved. Uh, 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 no one's gonna agree to that. I ain't gonna go in if I can, unless I can bring my gun. Says every cowboy. Spoken like a true I southerner. Got- Fucking Steve. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I well, I think they should at least offer options so you can listen to it with or without the commentators. And then you would have missed the fucking "I just want to kiss you, Susie." Come on, you see, commentation <laughs> really brings a lot. Imagine watching this game with just the sounds of the game. You've been like, "Well, that was a pretty good game, I guess." You missed the whole fucking cultural thing. I'm sorry, you're talking to the guy that has a book full of fucking stats. Which game do you think I want to watch, Steve? Yeah, is there a stat in there about how many times he said, I want to kiss you, Susie? Nope. <laughs> can, we hear that? can we hear that again? Can we Can we just like... You, you want that one more that? time? Yeah, All right, yeah, hang on. Give me that, because this is... I don't know. It's, give me start right. to end. Uh, you, oh, you want the whole thing. All I right. want the whole um, thing. Yeah. Okay, hang on. What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. What we know is we can improve. 
Chad missed. Chad Pennington, our quarterback, missed the first part of the season, and we struggled. We're looking to next season. We're looking to make a, a noise now, and I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. I'll yeah. Take a huge compliment. Yeah, you know Joe. You. Thanks, Joe. I'll yeah. Take a huge compliment. Yeah. You know Joe Namath, part of the struggling. Struggling, struggling, <laughs> struggling. You. Thanks, Joe. I'll yeah. A huge <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a drunk, yeah. Yeah. Like oh, we've man. all done that. Fuck yeah, yeah. But also, like, <laughs> true. And, and like, I was thinking about this earlier, and I meant to bring it up before, but like, we've all woken up after a night of drinking and be like, oh man, yeah. what did I do? Yep. Imagine being Joe Namath and waking up the next morning and being like, oh, I hope I didn't, I, I hope I didn't embarrass myself last night. I was pretty fucking drunk. And I think I was oh, on TV. Man. And then he turns on ESPN and sports center is just like that on a loop. <laughs> oh, like that's a bad day. At least that happened in like 2003, not today where he'd be a meme. Like throughout the ages, like throughout basically every social media platform out there. I mean, you say that, but we're still talking about it on the fucking podcast. Post seventeen years. Name it says drunken interview saved. (laughs) (laughs) That's some fucking regret. It made him stop drinking, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That you wake up, you're like, oh god, I got to drink. I would stop drinking after that. That would do it for me. (laughs) Oh my god. I think I was trying to listen to it again to see what he was saying, like in that like little bit where you can't make it out. And it sounds like he's just jumbling over his words saying like Ms. Chad Pennington. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he's, he's all over the place. I just love the way he says struggling. 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 (laughs) I kind of want that as like my, my ringtone for when I get a text from my brothers. Struggling. (laughs) Uh, all right. What do we have to look forward to next week, Steve? Uh, oh, with the Bills game. <laughs> yes. This is the other member. People only remember two games in the season, the first and the last. That's true. The entire middle is like totally forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, I mean, they're, I mean, talk about a bookend to a season, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. It is like a storybook. It is. Yeah. Like you, unless if you're you, a Bills fan, then it's in some sort of like nightmare book. I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's still a dream, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you were to like write a sitcom or something, if you were writing Friday Night Lights and you started off where the Patriots or the Friday Night Lights team lost their first game 31 nothing and then had to play that same team at the end of the season and they won 31 nothing, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of fucking gauche. Like, I can't believe you like couldn't come up with something a bit more, <laughs> a bit more creative. But like, it, it's so like kind of bullshit Hollywood. And that's kind of how this Patriots dynasty just goes normally, you know? Like, it, there's just so much storybook stuff like that over and over again that I can understand why people hate us. <laughs> I guess this is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, it just feels too perfect the way things turn out for the Patriots. Oh, yeah. I've never had a question about why people hate me. I have a fucking my background at work <laughs> on my desktop is Tom Brady's assault base freaking Super Bowl rings and it keeps saying, Oh, it's out of dates, missing two. <laughs> 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 
And the other one is that I have two, and they rotate. The other one is him as like that painting of Jesus, or he's holding the goat. You know, oh yes, and, like photoshopped his face in there. Oh yeah, long hair Brady. <laughs> the long hair Brady is my favorite Brady. Yeah, first of all, and like it's him as Jesus holding a goat. Huh? No. <laughs> nice. Well, he did that whole GQ thing, holding the goat. That's true. Was he foreshadowing? Did That's he right. know before everybody? First season, it was two thousand one, right? I don't remember when it was. Pretty sure it was. It was early. He got a lot of shit for that from his mm-hmm. teammates, I believe. God damn. Now it's the norm. All the all the wider seat um excuse me, all the quarterbacks do GQ covers now. That's true, yeah. He made uh, Sanchez. Pretty oh. good. <laughs> oh one Brady. <laughs> yeah, he was such a goober back then too. I yeah, loved it. Until he got his butt chin fixed. Yeah, yeah. We're still gonna well, if we ever have a mom, we'll ask those hard questions too. Like what happened That's to your butt weird. chin? <laughs> a hard-hitting interview <laughs> all right um all right um Tarek, did you have any questions for us we've been asking you questions all night Good question yeah uh, yeah um do you guys have you guys ever gotten a chance to contact troy brown because i know that you guys have said like if troy brown knows about your podcast then like this whole this whole ordeal would have been worth it. So I'm just curious if you've ever been able to make contact with the the one and only TB. That's a great question. And no, not yet, but I don't know if I, I send this to, to the boys in our chat, but the new England Patriots Twitter account just created a new Twitter account. Um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, you said they're encroaching on our turf. They are encroaching on our turf because they just launched. I didn't understand. I don't know how Twitter works. You sent it to me. I looked at it. I said, I don't know what this means. And then I. So they are. You send me. They created a, a Twitter account um, that is called Patriots Time Machine. So it's at Pat's Time Machine where they are tweeting like it's 2001. So they're tweeting each day as if it was that day in 2001 as if they're reliving the dynasty in real time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which sounds familiar. Wow. And I think, uh, mm. the guy who we had on, is he the one who started that? I think he's involved with it. Nah, that's smart. But that's a smart idea. Yeah. So he may have stolen Wait, that from us. I don't know. Did he also come out with an episode where he interviews Troy Brown. So yeah. So he, he does the, wait, past wait, wait, from wait. the past. Wait. And we told him to tell Troy Brown. Yeah. So Troy Brown probably not if he follows through, Troy Brown knows because he did the we told him about it. He does the pass from the pass of Troy. Right. He should have told Troy about it. Steve uh, Brown's like one of those. I think we're as close as we are been. Steve Brown's like one of those conspiracy <laughs> theories. Hunt, like, baby. He's he's got all the uh, he's <laughs> um, got all the string connecting everything. He's like, oh, I'm connected the dots. Troy Brown knows who I am. Dude. We yeah, gotta, we're gonna we, find out for sure if that's the we case. Need to, we need to, we need to hit him up and yeah. say, "Hey, great podcast about the Troy from the past. In the past, did you tell him like we asked you so many times?" Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to listen to the episode tomorrow, and I'm going to find out if we hear about it. Then, if not, I'm going to reach out to to Brian himself and be like, "Yo, I didn't I didn't hear you mention us on, on your podcast. I was just wondering if it came up like afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, can we get his cell phone number so we can have him on our fucking podcast? Yeah. Troy Brown is the yeah, Troy Brown hog. Yeah. <laughs> right. Pinnacle. 
So if you if you could hear anybody on the podcast us interview like a, a player or a coach or someone, who would it be for you? Troy Brown. Oh man, yeah. that's a that's a tough one. Other I think most Troy. people. Yeah, I I know most people probably say Brady, but right for me, I I would say Gronk. I I just would really love to hear like Gronk on this podcast for whatever reason. I don't know. I think he'd be funny. I think he'd be like it'd be great to watch or listen. So. Um, yeah, I think it'd be, I have to pick Gronk. I like that. All right. Yeah. I already put some bad tape out there about Gronk. So I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. We'll just dig it up when we have him on and uh, you can explain yourself. I changed my tune on Curtis Martin. That's true. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, uh, thanks to the both of you for being here. It was a pleasure. And, thank you guys uh, so much for having me. Uh, absolutely. Really appreciate it. This was so much fun. So yeah. thank you. It's nice to find out that uh, somebody other than our mother is listening to this podcast. So thank yeah. you. But you know, appreciate mom it. is most important listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, something like that. Uh, yeah, but except she's, uh, she has to listen. So it means more when you don't and you choose True. to. Well, I'll be definitely uh, listening to this episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will warn you, it's weird to hear yourself talk. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm already like dreading the fact that I, I think I, my voice cracked a couple times. So, but, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It, yeah, it, I'd say it gets easier, but I don't know what it does. I just don't I listen just, to myself you know, anymore. Listen to it. I just put it out there and keep moving. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm it's the way to do it. All right. Well, until next week, we will see you later. See you later. See you later. Okay.